Two deacons walk into a bar. (laughs) Order some beers and take their seat at a table by a window. Suddenly, one of the deacons notices his pastor drive by, slow way down, and take a good long look at the deacon's car parked outside. The deacon, all red in the face, ducks, covers his face and says, Oh no, I hope Father Smith doesn't see us or recognize my car. The other deacon, with an indignant tone of voice, says, What's the matter? Does Father Smith have a problem with the deacon going to the bar? I mean, I don't read anywhere in the gospel Jesus telling us we can't go out every once in a while for a drink or two. The first deacon answers, Well, I'm not sure if Jesus had anything to say about going to bars, and I don't know Father Smith's opinion on the matter, but my wife told me she didn't want me coming here, and I'm afraid Father Smith is going to let her know I haven't been listening to her. (laughs) So my brothers and sisters, this second Sunday of Lent, let us reflect upon the importance of listening to Jesus. Listening to Jesus. What does this mean? Well, I think we can begin a reflection on this by contrasting listening over against seeing. So if you kind of can think of these two different senses, you got the ear and then you got the eye. So listening is something that involves faith. It, it, it's a hearing of what someone's saying and it's believing what they're saying, whereas seeing is kind of a direct knowledge. I don't need any kind of a authority or a mediator. I can kind of see and know something directly for myself. So if we can kind of get this contrast in mind, we can uh, come to understand that in life there are so many things that depend upon listening, that depend upon faith. So, uh, for example, um, I was born, I hold as true that I was born uh, in Soda's Hospital. Now, I have no recollection of that. I don't have any immediate perception of that. Uh, but I trust my mother. She tells me I was born in Sodas Hospital. I mean, I suppose I could check my birth certificate. But even then, I would be trusting um, the testimony of whoever filled out that birth certificate. And if we reflect in this manner, we come to see how so many things in life we take upon faith. Just faith in what other people uh, say to us. And we're reasonable to do so. So think of uh, how much we rely, for example, especially in the modern world, upon scientific authority. Uh, That atoms exist. That the earth is in perpetual motion along with all the other planets and stars. Uh, That there's something like the speed of light. That light can actually be measured. It's got these things called, it consists of photons and whatnot. None of those things I know for myself. Probably most of us here uh, are not scientists and haven't directly studied a lot of these questions. Uh, but we take it upon scientific authority that they're true. And everybody believes them, and we're reasonable to do that. This is how human nature and knowledge works. Because we're social beings, our process of learning and operating uh, and surviving in the world is going to be very much a social uh, project. And it's going to depend upon what other people say. Now, I suppose, say, take the sciences, we could probably just, if we were young, we could choose a particular science and dedicate ourselves to it um, and really come to understand and grasp its principles and the different various uh, aspects of its truth for ourselves and know them for ourselves and not have to depend upon 
uh, any kind of authority. But even if we were to do that, we could only really uh, acquire that kind of knowledge in just a very limited field and a very limited, everything else we kind of have to take, still have to take on faith. And even then, too, when we began to sort of acquire those principles of that natural science that we were studying, we'd still have to begin with faith. We'd have to trust that what our professors and the, the people who wrote the textbooks are saying is true. We'd have to begin with faith. And only then, after a while, move on to uh, immediate knowledge. This is the case also when you're learning something, when it comes not just to the sciences, but to the arts and crafts. You know, you study an instrument, take the guitar. You're going to have to follow blindly a leader, and he or she is going to teach you how to put your hands here, and he's going to, he or she's going to teach you the principles of music, and it's going to take a while. Uh, And you're going to have to exercise faith until you acquire a, a true knowledge of that art for yourself. So, we see that even in simple things like playing a guitar, just knowing where you're born, living our life in general, we depend upon listening to others and trusting what they say. How much more so would it be the case that we would need to do this when it comes to the ultimate questions of life, when it comes to eternity, when it comes to things like God? These sorts of issues are going to be so far beyond us that we're going to need a guide in life. We're going to need someone to teach us, someone who, to whose voice we're going to have to listen and trust because we won't see it for ourselves. And, uh, you know, also, ultimately, or um, oftentimes today, you'll find people who say, well, I, I don't, you know, when it comes to... Uh, Organized religion, I don't do that. I don't want to follow anybody's opinion. I follow my own judgment. Okay, So they won't take a guide uh, for these ultimate questions. Uh, but really, I think when you see these people who kind of follow their own lights when it comes to issues of uh, religion, uh, you'll find them ultimately following someone. Okay, So it's not a question of being able to... Uh, choose to follow someone or not to follow someone. It's who are you going to really follow? So there's many teachers in the world, so to speak, false teachers that put forth before us a doctrine that says the ultimate meaning in life, the ultimate path for happiness is going to be riches or it's going to be pleasure or fame or power or what have you. Uh, You know, you've got uh, in the popular media and entertainment, maybe Lady Gaga or Jay-Z or Oprah Winfrey, or you've got the, the rich people, Bill Gates and uh, Warren Buffett, and you've got all these sources of knowledge and information, so-called CNN, Fox News, maybe someone you follow on YouTube, okay? If you're a younger person or maybe an older person, uh, your school, your place of work, there might be an in-crowd or a popular or successful person that everybody seems to kind of gravitate towards. In any event, we find ourselves needing and inevitably following a guide, a leader, listening. Okay, Oftentimes, there is this element of faith that's involved. It's like you see these people on the commercials or whatever it might be, and they look like they're having a really great time. You don't know that for sure. You don't really know whether they're happy or not. But there's a kind of a trust that you exercise that they are happy, 
that they are really enjoying themselves, and so you, you begin to imitate them. It begins with admiration, and then it goes to imitation, and there is a following that takes place, and a listening, and a believing. So we see that faith is really inevitable, uh, and it's not an issue of whether or not we're going to follow someone or not follow someone. It's who are we going to follow? And a, a sure road to following the wrong person is believing that you don't follow anybody but yourself. Okay, you're going to inevitably follow someone and it's going to lead you down the wrong path. Now, my brothers and sisters, the good news is that uh, there's no one as worthy of credence and there's no one uh, as worthy of our allegiance and our faith that, uh, more worthy than Jesus Christ. We see in our gospel today, God himself give this amazing approbation, this amazing approval of Jesus voice coming from heaven, this is my beloved son, hear him. There's no other religious teacher in the history of the human race who has received that kind of divine approbation, that kind of divine approval. There's no Hindu sage, not the Buddha, uh, neither Mohammed, you know, if you think of just as a side note with the Islamic religion, uh, Muhammad worked absolutely no miracles in his life. He has, he had, and this is a historical fact, absolutely no divine sign or intervention in his so-called prophetic ministry. Okay, so it's totally imprudent to follow someone like that and to believe that he actually came from God. In contrast to someone like that, we have our Lord Jesus Christ who worked miracles, whose ministry was testified to by God raising him from the dead. But we see here uh, this amazing divine approbation from heaven. This is my beloved son. Hear him. And my brothers and sisters, this whole process, just like you know, in the sciences and in the arts, we kind of begin with faith and we move on to knowledge. So also, in this life, we begin with Jesus as our teacher, as our instructor, as our professor. And we take his word on faith, and we follow him. But if we do that, eventually, in the life to come, we will see and we will know for ourselves. There's many things that we take upon faith right now, many things that are mysteries to us. Looking at Jesus himself, we believe that though a man, he is God. Now, we don't see that for ourselves. We take that on faith. We believe that God, though one, is three persons. We don't really see that for, we don't see that for ourselves. That, that is an amazing mystery. But we believe it by faith. And uh, there will come a time when faith is done away with and we will see the truth of these things for ourselves immediately. And uh, that will take place in the world to come. But for now, we have faith. And until then, we listen and we follow Jesus. If we look here, we can see this principle in our opening prayer. O God, who have commanded us to listen to your beloved Son, be pleased to nourish us inwardly by your word, that with spiritual sight made pure, we may one day rejoice to behold your glory. So we move from hearing and faith to sight in the world to come. 
But we first got to begin with following Jesus and listening to him. And so, my brothers and sisters, in closing, let us set aside the opinions of the crowd with its pantheon of the rich and beautiful and powerful. Let us not fear them or follow them or listen to them. The deacon in the joke with which this homily began might not have chosen as his guide in life someone as dangerous as or unreliable as Lady Gaga or CNN, but he did leave us wondering whether or not Jesus was his ultimate guide. So in contrast to this deacon, let us this Lenten season in preparation for Easter take to ourselves as guide and teacher our Lord Jesus Christ. And if we do so, just as surely as the darkness of Good Friday gave way to the light of Easter, so also will our darkness and faith in this life be followed by the vision of God's glory in heaven. <clears throat>